Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. You're here with me, Danko, on Market View. Asia Pacific stocks are trading slightly lower this morning, with Japan leading the way at down 0.09%. Australia is down 0.31%, and Korea is in the red at 0.36%. Now, this follows a bout of selling on Wall Street as US stocks closed lower and they snapped their gains from last week's big rally. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 211 points to 33,536. Nasdaq Composite dropped 1.12% to 11,196 points. And the S&P 500 fell lower by 0.89% to 3,957 points. Now, trading was choppy throughout the day with the market struggling for direction throughout the session and sliding into the close. Earlier during the trading session, the major stock indexes came off their lows after Federal Reserve Vice Chair Leo Brainard indicated that the central bank could slow down the pace of its interest rate increases and this provided some comfort to the market. She added that there are likely to be lags and it's going to take some time for the cumulative tightening to follow through. But positive sentiments were short-lived as stocks suffered a huge fall following reports that Amazon will lay off about 10,000 employees as early as this week. The cuts would be the largest in the company's history and would primarily impact Amazon's devices organization, retail division and human resources. The reported layoffs would represent less than 1% of Amazon's global workforce and 3% of its corporate employees. The report follows headcount reductions at other tech firms as well. While the holiday shopping season is critical for Amazon and usually one where the company has increased its headcount to meet demand, CEO Andy Jassy has been cutting costs to preserve cash as the company confronts slowing sales and a gloomy global economy. This also comes against the backdrop of Amazon's disappointing third quarter earnings in October and marks the first time its market cap fell below $1 trillion since 2020. A Fed survey which showed consumers' inflation expectations for the year ahead rising also further weighed on market sentiments overnight because according to the New York's Fed monthly survey of consumer expectations, inflation expectations for the year ahead rose to 5.9% and that's up a percentage point from September to the highest level since July. Three-year expectations also accelerated to 3.1%, while the five-year outlook rose to 2.4%. As for today, markets will be watching out for more inflation information when the producer price index, a measure of wholesale inflation, is released. And that may influence price movements later in the day, so that's something that we're keeping eye out. Now, thank you so much for that, Dan, with the global outlook. Worrying news there with Amazon having job cuts following suit almost of all the tech giants that's certainly something we'll be keeping tabs on on money fm 89.3 if you're just joining us it is market view and dan co has the latest from singapore and yes back at home we're currently 11 minutes into the local trading day and looks like things are slightly on the positive end here in singapore as compared to the rest of the region with the sti currently trading 0.22 percent higher at 3268 points now here are some stocks that are worth watching out for today first up on the list golden agri sources. They reported a 148% increase in earnings to 285 million US dollars for the third quarter at ended September. Now this brought earnings for the first nine months of this year up 151% year on year to 675 million US dollars. The company attributed the improved performance on higher palm oil prices with market prices for crude oil rising 23%. 
The company says that it remains cautious of uncertainties affecting the market and that include changes in trade policies and potential global recession, but added that the outlook for palm oil industry is expected to remain favourable. And next up on the list, Old Chunky, the curry puff maker, posted a net profit of $2.6 million for the six-month ended September, down 22% from the previous year. Now, the first half revenue grew 13.3% to $43.7 million, mainly due to higher retail, delivery and catering sales amid the reopening of Singapore's economy. Noting increased inflationary pressures, the group says it will continue with efforts to reduce operating costs, improve gross margins and rationalise operations to overcome manpower shortages. The group also declared an interim dividend of $0.01 cents per share for the period payable on December 19th. And that's all we're tracking for today and let's reel in Raushan and Ryan to see what they're tracking on the radar. Thank you so much for that, Dan. Well, plenty was on my radar, but the moment you mentioned Old Chunky, I've got curry puffs on my radar now. <laughs> Anyways, we'll find time for breakfast later today. Ryan Huang joins us on Market View now. Ryan, historic meeting yesterday in Bali between Xi Jinping and Joe Biden. Expectations were tangibly low, mm. but it seems like good progress was made. What can we uh, learn from that? That's right, Roshan. So the G20 gets underway today. Ahead of that summit, we saw Joe Biden and Xi Jinping meeting up on Monday. And like you pointed out, expectations were low, so no breakthroughs were expected. And looking at the range of headlines across the internet, it's pretty much positive where you have phrases like relations warming up, cooperation, so if you look at what happened in the meeting, which was the first face-to-face meeting between them mm. in well, since Joe Biden took office for his current term, it looks like they managed to make some headway when it comes to warming up ties. So they shook hands, as you expect, and smiled for the cameras, and they talked about how they would cooperate on the climate change fund. So bear in mind, China pulled out of climate change talks because of that controversial visit by Nancy Pelosi back in August. Mm. So that could be back on the cards again. Both leaders say they will empower key senior officials on areas of potential cooperation, including tackling the climate crisis, maintaining global financial health and food stability, among others. So that could be promising. What was not really tackled was the issue of Taiwan, which Mm. of course, as you imagine, is quite sensitive. So we have US President Joe Biden bring up that topic uh, and then the Chinese President Xi Jinping shutting him down almost by saying, this is a red line that the US must not cross. And then Joe Biden eventually uh, did come out to say that it respects the one China policy. So it's a bit of a balancing act from the US where it's trying to say it will protect Taiwan, but will at the same time respect China's one uh, China policy. So Mm. that is still an ongoing sensitive topic. On the same page though, you've got Beijing and Washington agreeing that a nuclear war should never be fought and will not be won by anyone. So that kind of puts them on the same page against Russia when it comes to Ukraine. So this is something, I guess, promising when it comes to bilateral ties, that they have some common interests and some things they can work together on. And of course, the G20 summit is underway. Xi Jinping will be meeting Australia's Prime Minister, Mm. Anthony Albanese, also, hopefully, to warm up trade ties. You might remember in the past few years, ties between them have been quite frosty because Australia has been pushing the agenda on the origins of COVID-19, which puts China in 
an uncomfortable spot. Yeah. So that is um, one of the issues that will play out in the coming days. Yeah, certainly plenty to look forward to and we will be keeping you up to date with the news from the G20 Summit in Bali on Money FM 89.3. So keep it here with us. Now, we've talked plenty about G20. Let's move it on slightly to another story that's caught my eye. And it's slightly worrying that Shopee is going into its third round of layoffs. This at least the third round this year. It happened in June. It happened in September. Now again, and this time, people in Singapore have been affected. Singaporeans, I mean, in the Singapore office have been affected. Dan, I want to ask you this. We know Singaporeans love themselves a good shoppy. I spend plenty of time on the app personally as well. Should we be at all worried that one of our favorite shopping destinations, so to speak, might be in a difficult position? You know, as as what we've been seeing the recent weeks, right? A lot of tech firms have been also, you know, laying off a lot of their employees in a in a bit to cut costs, and this is reflective of what's happening in the economy. So I don't think that it's a bit too early to say whether they may fail their business because I think they've come a very very long way, and most of us have been quite dependent on the app as well. Mm. The fact that you know we have the one one two two three three so on and so forth. So I would say that it's just a case of making sure that they're able to keep up with times and to ensure that they can cut costs whenever, wherever it's needed and it helps them to keep the operations going as well. Yeah, certainly. I think the official line coming out is that parent SEA is struggling towards profitability. Ryan, what are your thoughts on Shopee? So let's look at the numbers and you have the second quarter earnings recently. It was a disappointment. It was bigger than expected when it came to the losses and we are talking about $1.28 billion lost in that quarter. So let me break it down for you. It's $3.5 million being lost every day. So this is double what it lost last year. So it's a sign of rising overhead costs and also allowances for credit losses. Mm. So it's bracing itself for tougher times ahead and it's been spending quite a bit of money on marketing. You might remember some of the more memorable Advertisements yeah. around Ronaldo. He's a bit free names. now. He might come uh, back. <laughs> so he might be cheaper this, uh, these days, but who knows? So this is something that's really eating into the profitability, like you pointed I out. Imagine, so yep. it's quite tough for C to operate. And it's also in the backdrop of a rising industry environment where mm. raising capital, uh, investors are just a bit more averse to putting money in startups these yep. days. So they have to be very careful where they spend their money and now it looks like they are making their third round of cuts based mm. on reports. And this is just two months after the previous cuts, which itself was three months after the previous first round of cuts. Yeah, June, June, September yeah. and then now. And who knows where this might hit because you no, know, it's quite a tough operating environment these days. Things, costs are rising yeah. and you've got competition as well. It's already cut back on some markets. Hopefully, with what is done, it's enough for it to consolidate its position and revive its uh, fortunes. Um, I guess the good news is that Tencent is a major investor. So this is a huge tech giant in China. Mm. I don't think they are going to be any in any trouble in the near term because of Tencent's backing. Yep. So I hope they will be able to get out of this uh, fixer in the in time to come. Yep, certainly something we'll be keeping an eye out on. The word that comes to mind that we often use on this channel is volatile, right? It's quite scary, the situation. But certainly something we will be keeping an eye out on. And as an avid user of Shopee, I do hope the best for them. Now, Ryan, very quickly before I let you off, we did mention it is National Entrepreneurs Day today. And to that end, I want to find out who's your favorite entrepreneur. 
Yeah, so I was just casting my mind back to all the guys I've interviewed before, and one of them jumps to the front of my mind, which is Ho Kwon Ping, the founder of Banyan Tree. So if you have the opportunity to actually meet him, interview him, or talk to him, he is actually somebody who's gone through quite a bit mm. and he is actually in person very down to earth, very candid and his answers during interviews can be very witty as well. But the backstory is what's inspiring, right? He started as a journalist and he actually had to go through a round of um, imprisonment oh, wow. or wow. some people call it a detention. Yeah. Uh, so that was all part of his journalist's I guess, street crack credit mm, plan, mm. what he had to go through. And then emerging out of that, he just went on to build this business, which has gone on to put Singapore on a world map in mm. many countries. So it, in, the, in the sense, it's inspiring that he's managed to do so much and still remain grounded. Wow, wow. Inspiring answer to kick us off on National Entrepreneurs Day. Thank you so much, Ryan Huang. Thank you so much, Dan Go. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.